Section 54 of The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Years. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Years by Ada M. Skinner and Eleanor L. Skinner. Section 54 a mask of the days by charles lamb the old year being dead and the new year coming of age which he does by calendar law as soon as the breath is out of the old gentleman's body nothing would serve the young spark but he must give a dinner upon the occasion to which all the days of the year were invited the festivals whom he deputed as his stewards were mightily taken with the notion they had been engaged time out of mind they said in providing mirth and good cheer for mortals below and it was time they should have a taste of their own bounty it was stiffly debated among them whether the fasts should be admitted some said the appearance of such lean starved guests with their mortified faces would pervert the ends of the meeting but the objection was overruled by christmas day who had a design upon Ash Wednesday, as you shall hear, and a mighty desire to see how the old Domini would behave himself in his cups. Only the vigils were requested to come with their lanterns to light the gentlefolk home at night. All the days came. Covers were provided for three hundred and sixty-five guests at the principal table, with an occasional knife and fork at the sideboard for the twenty-ninth of February. Cards of invitation had been issued. The carriers were the hours, twelve little merry whirligate footpages that went all round and found out the person invited, with the exception of Easter Day, Shrove Tuesday, and a few such movables who had lately shifted their quarters. Well, they all met at last, foul days, fine days, all sorts of days, and a rare din they made of it. There was nothing but, Hail, fellow day, well met. Only Lady Day seemed a little scornful. Yet some said Twelfth Day cut her out, for she came all royal and glittering and epiphanous. The rest came in green, some in white, but old Lent and his family were not yet out of mourning. Rainy days came in dripping, and sunshiny days laughing, Wedding day was there in marriage finery. Payday came late, and Doomsday sent word he might be expected. April Fool took upon himself to marshal the guests, and May Day, with the sweetness peculiar to her, proposed the health of the host. This being said, the lordly new year, from the upper end of the table, returned thanks. Ash Wednesday, being now called upon for a song, struck up a carol which Christmas Day had taught him. Shrovetide, Lord Mayor's Day, and April Fool next joined in a glee, in which all the days chiming in made a merry burden. All this while Valentine's Day kept courting pretty May, who sat next him, slipping amorous billet doux under the table till the dog days began to be jealous and to bark and rage exceedingly at last the days called for their cloaks and greatcoats and took their leave 
shortest day, went off in a deep black fog that wrapped the little gentleman all round. Two vigils, so watchmen are called in heaven, saw Christmas Day safe home. They had been used to the business before. Another vigil, a stout, sturdy patrol called the Eve of St. Christopher, seeing Ash Wednesday in a condition little better than he should be, Ean whipped him over on his shoulders, pick-a-pack fashion, and he went floating home, singing, On the bat's back do I fly, and a number of old snatches besides. Longest day, set off westward in beautiful crimson and gold, the rest, some in one fashion and some in another. But Valentine and pretty May took their departure together in one of the prettiest silvery twilights, a lover's day could wish to set in. End of section 54 Read by Bill Mosley, Lano County, Texas, USA